Hi, and welcome to the Good Dog Happy Baby Podcast, where we will help you prepare your dog for the arrival of your child. My name is Mike Wambacher, and I'm a professional dog trainer here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I've been training dogs here professionally for the last 22 years. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Good Dog Happy Baby, an in-depth manual on how to prepare your dog for the arrival of your child. I'm joined here by my co-host and friend, Morgan Dix, who's going to help me sort through a lot of the issues you'll be facing in this exciting phase of your life. He's going to interview me, and we're going to lay out a lot of information for you to help you enable your dog to make this transition into siblinghood smooth and easy and free of hiccups. So let's not waste any more time and dive right in. All right, Mike, welcome back to the show. I've got a great question for you today. It really gets to the heart of what we talk about on this podcast. Here it is. My dog bit my toddler. What should I do? That is a very difficult question. Um, you know, you, well, so I'll say a couple of things about it. One is, uh, you know, to some degree it depends on circumstances, right? I mean, if this is a completely future preventable circumstance that we can, you know, and the, the conditions of which we can make sure it never happen again, then maybe it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be that big a thing. Obviously, we'd want to take yeah. a look at what is, what, you know, what triggered it and why did it happen. And A, you know, from a management standpoint, what can we do to prevent that happening again? And B, what can we do from a training standpoint to train against, you know, to teach the dog tolerance or, you know, to, to implement some kind of training routine to prevent what happened. So that's one yeah. thing. However, it's very difficult. I mean, often this is the place where you have to rehome a dog because the reality of most people's lives is uh, uh, they... They can't control the whole situation. They haven't controlled it. The dog now has bitten the kid. Um, uh, and the mom now knows that the dog's got the potential. So then you've got other people's kids coming over. What are you going to do with that? Well, you have to put the dog away. Uh, you also now know that your dog has the potential to bite your kid. That's going to change the whole way that you relate to him, right? Um, yeah. It's just tough. I mean, I had a very painful yeah. situation like that a few, you know earlier this year with a client of mine longtime client i've trained multiple dogs first she has four kids she um she's divorced so she's her her the point the kids are little you know they're like between four and nine or something like that and uh, you know the one of the kids walked over to the dog and it's a beautiful german shepherd this is a nice dog but uh, you know she just was too chaotically busy to really put that much structure yeah. down on the whole situation. So one of the kids walked over while the dog was eating and the dog just snapped bitter in the face. Not, not horrible, you know, a little cut, nothing terrible, um, not life-threatening. The dog's certainly not vicious. He was just, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a chaotic scene over there and he was just protecting his stuff. And if another dog had encroached on him that way and he'd, he'd you know, snapped at the other dog, it wouldn't have even been a scratch because dogs have fur. But that same little bite on a kid's face, which is always right at that same level as the dog's head, <clears throat> yeah. and now you've got a little cut you know again nothing dramatic didn't need to go to the hospital but had a little puncture wound and was bleeding uh, you know she's like what can i do what can i do and it's like well i told her everything i just said to you i said you're i mean I, you might consider whether this is good this is a healthy situation and then like three weeks later yeah. it happened again oh no yeah and um because, really same well, same thing kids, right? same kid um i think it was the same kid or a different kid i'm not sure but it was the same type of situation near the food the thing yeah. is, you know, when you got yeah. you, you have one kid, so imagine four between four and nine running around. They just no, got no, home I from can't. school. You know, the <laughs> place is like Disneyland, can't. and uh, and mom's trying to manage all this stuff. You know, and plus she owns a restaurant. You know, she's busy. 
And I just told her, I said, there's just, I just don't think there's any way that you can predictably and reliably guarantee that this kind of confrontation isn't going to happen again, you know, by rearranging the feeding arrangements or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is. And then her, her, her yeah. ex-husband found out about the whole thing. And I got into a very bad position uh, where he, you know, now it's lawyers are involved and they're asking me for my professional opinion about what to do with this dog. And she's, a, you know, she's a good friend of mine. So I wanted to protect her, but I couldn't really say, oh, it's somehow it's going to be fine. Not when there's lawyers and liability and all kinds of stuff involved. There's already two bites. Yeah. And so I, yeah. so I had the time. She got very angry with me because I had to basically say on the record with everybody that I think the dog would be better off rehomed. And again, there was nothing wrong with that dog. He was a fantastic 10-month-old German shepherd, not a mean bone in his body. But, um, you know, he just got triggered in the wrong way. And it wasn't his fault you know, in, in a way. But, you know, if once a dog bites a toddler, it, it's really tough to come back from that. And as I, you know, as I explained to her also, if it's on the record that this happened, uh, you know, you could have problems with child protective services, especially if there's an ugly divorce and people are trying to get at each other. And I explained that to her, you know, that I had a client years ago who had a toddler who's, uh, who, whose French bulldog actually didn't attack the kid, it attacked another dog out front, but the person out front made a stink called uh, Child Protective Services, said there was a vicious dog in the house, and they took her kid away. Even though the dog never even bit the kid, they just attacked the dog out front. Wait, wait. They they took the kid away from them? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they took the kid away. It took her two years of fighting court battles to get her kid back, who was put in foster care. You're kidding. No. So I was explaining this And this to is her. because this... Because the, because holy the, yeah. God. So the thing is, what I was saying to her is like, look, you don't want the city. You don't want these bureaucrats in your life. You know, there was no cause for that other thing. And it, it turned out, you know, it gave the city of San Francisco a big black eye for getting, for being so overly intrusive and inappropriate. But whatever, that doesn't matter oh, anything oh, to mom. So you know, they getting a, eventually, they got bad press? Yeah, because it, it became a big news thing in the, in the paper about just the overreach of, gov you know, of the government into somebody's life for something that they should have never been in court for anyway. So she, she was vindicated in the end, but who cares? She lost two years with her kids. <laughs> um, oh my God. so I was explaining oh that to her you know if your dogs bit your kid a couple of times and somehow this you know anybody gets wind of this or let's say if the bite is bad enough to have to go to the hospital um, then the doctors if they see it's a dog bite they have to file a police report it's the law so if that happens twice then uh, then you've got uh, you know the uh, animal control involved the ch potentially child protection I mean it's just a big mess so it, once, your do once your dog yeah. bites your toddler generally speaking, I tell people, I mean, unless it's a really easily, you know, easy to prevent situation the next time that you're going to have to start thinking about rehoming the dog. It's, it's, uh, you know, you're in very right. kind of serious territory there. All right. A couple of things just in response so far, like one, all right. So your first response to the question was, well, you know, I theoretically immediately you try and put a system in place where that's a preventative system but basically your deeper point is like everything that we ever talk about on this podcast is about not going across this line Correct. and once once this line gets crossed it it triggers well one it, it escalates the situation precipitously but it triggers a whole cascade of consequences that you that you just you have to deal with and you know what that probably of all our episodes so far you you and using that example kind of illustrated what a worst case scenario is but in that worst that worst case scenario it's like 
that's the 800-pound gorilla in the room all the time once that bit that bite has happened all those things could happen to you they couldn't happen before so it's a cautionary tale but you're it basically you're saying when someone asks you that question you you have the knowledge you know what's happened you've seen it and you've seen the drama play out now multiple times and so you have to you're bound to say well if you want my most conservative opinion which isn't even really that conservative in all likelihood, you have to rehome the dog unless the dog really shows like immediate response to the the system that right. you put in place, the preventative system, where they can demonstrate even maybe being in the same situation and not not presenting the same behavior. But yeah, so is that right? Number one, and then number two is is there what is a what are you looking for if you put what is that system that you put in place and how do you know if it's successful all right so um so a yes you're right and b um you know on my blog a while back and I, I posted a few videos very early on there's a case history where we had exactly that where the, it was a, a it wasn't a bulldog it was a it's cocker spaniel the cocker spaniel russ right so he bit the kid in the face over something, uh, you know, the kid was on the sofa playing with a toy. The dog jumped up there. Something happened. The kid got bit in the face, right? Mom called me. I went over. I told her basically, uh, you know, everything I just told you. And yeah. then she said, well, I think we can solve this. We can work on it. We, you know, and I, I went over. I looked at the dog and he was a pretty sweet dog and I agreed with her. So then we put a program in place, which is sort of netted out in that little video with the program of systematic desensitizing, rank management, all that stuff. And it worked. And so it's been a over, it's been over a year. It's been two years now. And I think she had another kid. Um, and everything's fine. No more instances. I know because I'm yeah. friends with their dog walker who referred me over there. And, um, yeah. and I see Russ on the beach, you know, I don't know, three or four times a year with her. And everything's hunky-dory going great. Nothing ever happened again. And that's the owner was diligent. She followed through. There was only one kid at the time. And it worked. So I'm not, you yeah. know, I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying, you know, you're in a, as you said, you know, you've stepped into, you've stepped across the line and you can't step, unstep back from it. And, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and whatever happens, you know, whatever decisions you make going forward, you cannot step back behind that line. You know my dog bit my kid. That story is so good for conveying the absolute nature of that line. I think probably more than any other episode we've had, that really, that demarcation line, it's just, it's so clear. Mm -hmm. I mean, you always make, you always speak to that line, but I think that story basically just puts it in context and and shows you what the potential consequences are. The the stakes are way up once that happens. Yeah. And they're on multiple levels, mm-hmm. right? They're on multiple levels. Like obviously it's just the number one is injury to your child and potential subsequent injury to your child. But then, like you said, there's all these legal ramifications that swing in to action if, you know, this happens again. And if you have, you know, if if something's going on with your spouse or if your neighbor or, or other people's children, the potential of them getting bitten as you spoke about i mean all of a sudden it's just like a, it, it really is clear it's like manifold implications instantly mm-hmm. that's right so um you know if you're in that situation it's a toughie it's a real tough one yeah. and uh you have to put all the variables on the table and make an assessment and um uh, you know yeah what most people end up doing is they'll hire somebody like me and they'll make some effort to retrain it 
And yeah. uh, but all you know, I'd say in the majority of times they uh, they then realize, wow, this is really I'm fighting a losing battle too little too late because then it'll just take one other yeah. one yeah. other near miss and they're gonna go whoa. You know, unless, like I said, unless sometimes you get like that that situation I just said, which is, you know, the woman actually managed to turn the corner on it and and Russ has been fine. But I'd say and you should, on a percentage that's level, that's, uh, yeah, that's 70-30, maybe, maybe 80-20 even. 70-30 is probably fair. 70% dog, yeah. the dog's got to go, 30% you can come back from the edge. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I think that brings us to a kind of a clear resolution on this. Everybody, so there are a couple resources I want to mention here. One, of course, go back. If if this is something you're concerned about, and if you want to see this video with Russ, which uh, Mike was talking about, I I recommend you go back onto the blog. We published that last year, I think early last year in 2016. Mm -hmm. Check out the blog and watch that video because you can really see the you can see the mom you see russ you see the baby who's like a little toddler she's like 20 months 20 months Mm -hmm. or 18 months and she's engaging with russ in and out and then mike's kind of coaching them through the whole thing and you can you you know the backstory because you know that the dog's bitten the baby but then you kind of see wow all right this is how this process of systematic desensitizing is working and you you see it in action so that's a really good video to watch Secondarily, I'd like to, Mike uh, mentioned rank management. His book, Good Dog, Happy Baby, is the whole introductory section, the first half of the book almost, is just dedicated to implementing a rank management system as Doggy 12-step program. I, I encourage you to, to get the book if you don't have it already. And if you want to move on this like right away and you just want the main line to the solution, Get his video course, gooddoghappybaby.com, all, or Good Dog Happy Baby video course. All of that's over at gooddoghappybaby.com. You can get, uh, the, you know, the course is broken up into two segments. The, the first one, Mike, remind me, is that that one's about rough, rough handling. Yeah, right? how to put, yeah, get it, to yeah get it, getting the dog ready for childlike handling and encroachment and so forth, which is, the, which is probably what a top reason why incidents begin to happen after about the eight-month threshold. Yeah, so please check that out. If you're concerned at all about your dog, check it out. So yeah, that's at gooddoghappybaby.com. If you enjoy the show, if you like what we're doing, please head on over to iTunes and and leave us a rating and a review. That's the best way that we can get in front of other parents who are training their dogs. And uh, great. Mike, you have anything, any final comments before we wrap it up? Uh, Not really. I just... uh... (laughs) Encourage people to not get to the point that we were describing, which is what my whole program is about, is to make sure you don't have to be in that position like what we were talking about today. So get the course, great. get the book. <laughs> get the course, get the book. All right, everyone. Have a, have a great day, and uh, we'll see you next time.